Hi guys, how are you? Welcome back to another episode with me. I hope this finds you really, really well and kind of still managing even with this very kind of chaotic energy. Um, firstly, I want to say and explain my reasons why I haven't actually posted in a couple of weeks, you know, which I honestly have no issue with. Sometimes you need a break from anything, even if it is brand new or at least feels brand new. But um, it has been a very enlightening interesting kind of fantastic last couple of weeks because a lot has really come to the surface and that's very very powerful in any in any regard whether it's personally whether it's collectively it's very very powerful when things come to the surface to be dealt with because recently I don't know about you guys but to me the collective the really us as a whole us as a community and I don't just mean like a communities within countries within states I'm talking about something bigger than that us as a soul group because we are a soul group earth is a soul group it's a schoolroom as well don't get me wrong but it's it's a soul group um have really been forced to kind of be retrospective and to look inward and to understand the effect that not only our actions have on other people but also our history and how we're going to deal with that and it's been really quite fascinating I don't know maybe it's just the history student in me because if you don't know my background I actually do have a degree um, in my arts degree which is if you're anywhere else in the world it's a humanities degree liberal arts I believe it's called in the US I don't know quite what it's called in the UK but I know that they're very similar to us usually so I'm sure it's humanities or arts or history Um, and anywhere else in the world I'm sorry I don't know because let's be honest we all go by those two parameters that's whiteness isn't it we're just going to call it what it is um but yeah I do have a background in history and history was always one of my biggest interests I love history especially renaissance history especially the Tudors that was my specialization Tudors Tuarts um wow (laughs) that's my dyslexia sorry Stuarts and the Tudors so obviously the Tudors came first and the Plantagenets but not as big as the Tudors let's be honest I was so totally one of the Tudors I just don't know which one I have a feeling it was Anne Boleyn even if she wasn't a Tudor um but I as a historian and as someone who's just really interested in kind of history it's been really fascinating to kind of observe this period because let's be honest there's going to be people in 200 years who look 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 back and go oh this was a big period <laughs> and it's interesting as well because sometimes I don't know maybe you guys don't think this but I always think this I always think look at the current events and go mm, in 300 years there's going to be a girl a lot like me sitting somewhere doing past life readings on when corona <laughs> happened I always think that I don't know why it's just like you know how when we do oh when I do a past life reading but when we think about past lives we always go mm, I, I was totally back then like that's so cool I wonder what happened there's going to be people sitting around 200 years going wow I would totally been alive in coronavirus times and it's pretty interesting but back to kind of why I decided to just not say anything was really to listen and I think that's really important at this time and did I learn new information yes did I learn information already new or relearn yes but you know with the Black Lives Matter movement it's what the most powerful thing I think that as a white person we can do is listen without interjecting our opinion because that's what we do whiteness is entitled that is why the system has been able to been up have been upheld for so long because whiteness is entitled we kind of have this you know 
underpinning belief that we are entitled to have an opinion and we think that everyone's like that but not everyone's like that there are people in the world that are not like that they do not believe that they're entitled to have an opinion and I'm not talking on a personal level I'm not saying this and I'm saying this as a white person (laughs) like if anything I'm offended my uh, offending myself I am Caucasian but you know there is there is an entitlement that kind of comes with whiteness and I'm talking about that as a concept again not as a personal thing and we've always kind of had this entitlement to think that our opinions need to be heard that we are allowed to have opinions over black lives matter movement you know we are allowed to have opinions over where society kind of is and goes but the thing is not everyone actually feels that not everyone feels that sense of not like even I can, but entitlement. And it's been really interesting and important for us all just to take a step back and be like, all right, we're listening. We're listening with an unbiased ear. We're listening without needing to interject. We're listening just to learn. And I think that's been a very kind of key spiritual lesson of this time that sometimes you don't need to like just hear, you need to listen. And I think as well, like I always say to clients as well, I say this to clients, I say this to friends. When I'm talking sometimes, I say something, then I go, all right, I'm going to re-explain. I'm going to give you an example because I don't want you to interpret what I've said. I just want you to hear and listen to what I've said. And I think that's a really important kind of, again, lesson of this time to hear, to listen, to actually listen, to understand instead of interpret. Because the truth is of whatever we do, we are interpreting what happens. And this was a very key lesson for me. (laughs) We are interpreting, you know, intention doesn't always equal impact. I've heard that saying over and over and over again through this time. And it's been really invaluable. It's a very important phrase. (laughs) Apart from manifestation, taking that all away. When you put something out into the world, your intention behind it doesn't always matter. Some people are not going to agree with it. Some people are going to take it the wrong way. Intention doesn't always equal impact. Some people are going to see something completely different from what you intended. But it's been a really interesting time. And I just want to say that I stand in 100% solidarity I have for years with Black Lives Matter, all of that, everything that goes with that. And as an Australian, obviously... I don't know. I never know if it's my right to have an opinion over um, American politics personally. Like I I just don't think it is necessarily my right. I'm not American. I am Australian. But within the Australian context, it's been really important for Australians to really take a good hard look at home because the Australian version of racism is to go, oh, like maybe we have racism, but we're not as bad as like America. That is literally... It's offensive, but that's what we do. That's what we always kind of have this um, mindset behind, you know, but we're not as bad as America. And it's like, no, we are. We have treated our indigenous population, not even terribly. Terribly is not the word. (laughs) It is like too minute compared to how we've treated them. Um, In (laughs) the whole (laughs) immigrants, the way that we treat our immigrants is horrific and horrendous and has always been a really big point of contention amongst many Australians because we do send them into detention centres. There have been suicides within detention centres. There is so much evidence to suggest that these detention centres are absolutely horrendous in their treatment of these people who are desperate enough to get on a boat and come to Australia. So yeah, it's really horrific and it's something I don't really usually stray into the political realm purely let me tell you, I have a lot of opinions on it, but there is like a point where I'm like, it's not that I don't want to raise my voice. It's just some things are for you. 
Does that make sense? Some things that would be sometimes kept to your own. Like, I don't know. I've never felt like this was the forum and I never, I'm also, you know, that persecution fear. It comes straight out um, of not wanting to kind of be really challenged in my own views because it's no one's job to challenge me. But I'm sensitive. As soon as someone does challenge me, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to listen. Will I adhere or like take on their beliefs? No, probably not. I'm pretty stubborn. But I do not always love um, to be challenged in base things. I love to be challenged in other things because I'm not someone who thinks that you should always just go with things, people and things that agree with you. Sometimes you need to be challenged because sometimes you're wrong. And sometimes your opinion is not wrong. It just needs to evolve and it needs to become something a bit more you know we grow and sometimes our opinion needs to shift with that growth um but sometimes just with these sort of opinions which i think are just base human rights i don't really want to be challenged because i don't know why they're a question like i do not know why it is a question on whether we're going to put our put human beings that just don't happen to be born in australia in these centers that are horrific i don't know that's, to me that's not an opinion that's just a basic human right why are we doing this anyway um that is something that i personally deal with in my personal life or like activism because I am very big in social justice I just don't really talk about it I don't know it's the tall poppy syndrome (laughs) which is totally real um but yeah it's been a very interesting time and I think that this whole this whole energy and this whole episode because this is like it's not even an episode it's an ongoing saga this has not this is not a new concept the mistreatment of black Americans, of indigenous Australians, of many other cultures throughout the world and many many other different people. This is not like a singular episode. This has been something that has been going on and going on. And we saw we saw kind of the the initial civil rights movement, which of course was led or not led, but it was instigated or sparked is what it was, sparked by the murder of Emmett Till, but it had already been brewing for some time, um, which was then propounded by, of course, they say Rosa Parks not standing up on the, refusing to give up a seat on a bus, but obviously there were other people who did it before that. And there is a specific story to someone who wasn't, I can't remember her name, but I do know that Um, she wasn't the first person to do that. Sorry, I'm just looking at other things. Um, But, you know, there was a civil rights movement in obviously the 60s that just didn't cut the mustard in the end. And so now we are in a very unique time where we're really having to really relook at ourselves and go, okay, what's changed? And not just what's changed for me, what's changed for other people? And I think this is a really important lesson spiritually because we're really being able to understand the the idea of collectivism because to me collectivism is i don't want you to suffer as i wouldn't want myself to suffer and i don't want your child to suffer as i wouldn't want my child to suffer because i am soul you are spirit you are spirit i am soul wait (laughs) you know (laughs) i am soul you are soul you are spirit i am spirit and if you suffer i suffer if your child suffers my child suffers i suffer and that is something that we need to understand as a collective as a collective we are one and when you are falling, so am I, so am I. When you're suffering, so am I. And that is the true definition of being empathic, of being soul, of being spirit, okay? That is the true, that's the real thing of being able to say, there's no difference between you and me. There's no difference here, okay? So 
we have different lives, we have different experiences and it's not helpful to ignore those differences. But at the core of it, you are spirit, I am spirit. And so I'm going to listen, validate and protect you if I can and when I can. Okay. And I think that's, that's a really cool lesson. It is. It's a really cool lesson that we need to remember that we are all kind of one. We are unified. <laughs> and there have been many, many structures, many systems, many schools of thought, many people, in fact, who have wanted to create disharmony within this system. And I'm not talking, you know, protesters' rights. In fact, I'm actually very pro-protesting. That is the people's power. <laughs> that is what we need to do. If we want to be heard, we have to speak as one. And I actually think a lot of people think it's very dividing, but I actually think it's very unifying because when I'm looking at these protests, I'm seeing people, everyone there. You know, it doesn't matter what color you are or what race you are. I'm seeing everyone there going, this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable for you to treat a fellow human being a brother, a sister like this. It's not acceptable. And that's a very unifying thought to me. That's that's beautiful. And it's just really interesting to see that there have been forces that have sought to divide us. They, they have been. And I kind of feel like we're really in a place where we're right on kind of the edge of a cliff and we're either going to jump together or we're going to let ourselves be divided. And it's really important not to divide right now. And all you do that and how to do that is to listen, to be, to hear, to validate, not to go, oh, no, but I'm sure you haven't. No, if this person feels they've been through this, don't invalidate that. That's cruel. Would you like your feelings invalidated to say it's like, you know, when people say this to me repeatedly, and I'm sure that so many of you can really <laughs> resonate and understand you're too sensitive you need to, oh, you're so sensitive. You need to come down. You're too sensitive. Drives me nuts. <laughs> Drives me absolutely nuts. Who are you to tell me that the feelings that you are giving me and now do not want to take responsibility because intention does not equal impact? Who are you to tell me that I'm being too sensitive and that I aren't? it's not valid for me to have these feelings that you're causing and that I'm feeling? Okay. Who are you to tell me that my reaction is invalid? That it's not worthy, that it's... Um, it's stupid, for lack of a better word. Who are you? Okay. And so I think that this whole time is really important to remember. It's important to remember that. Who are you to invalidate the experience of another? You're not. You're here to listen. Your experience may not be the same, but you're here to listen. You know, here to listen. So that's just kind of something that I've really been thinking about, a lot about. It's a real time of needing to take responsibility as well, because obviously – I, th I think that what the average person who's not invested in any sense of spirituality, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, kind of also affects the um, <clears throat> forgets, not affects, um, forgets the kind of, what do I call it? They forget the impact of generational karma and trauma, okay? That is horrific. Like, I don't think people understand. There's a reason. When I um, do a past life reading, if you've come to me, then you're going to know. At the end, at the start of the session, I always tell my clients my little spiel, which is very long. Let me tell you, I always forget bits of it. And I'm just sitting there like, mm, what am I meant to say now? But I also go through with them how to clear the past life. And whenever I do that, I ask them to clear it on all levels and in all dimensions. And what I mean by that is I ask you to clear it 
on more than just the physical and energetic level because information sticks at many levels. And so I ask them to clear it at the physical level, just to start with, at the emotional level, mental level, esoteric level, meaning the esoteric information that we've encoded. That's a little little spoiler alert for later. You'll know what I mean one day. Um, esoteric level, the energetic level, which is obviously about energy and needing to shift energy because the truth is you can shift energy, but there's still kind of be a gaping hole. Okay, there's also the causal level, which is the past life level and the kind of more it's an esoteric level, but it's different. There's the heart level. There's the soul level. There's your soul lessons. And so when I ask clients to do that, I'm asking them to clear in something in its entirety rather than just in kind of the small way that, you know, energy and physical. And that's not necessarily to denigrate either of those forms of clearing because they are very valuable too. don't get me wrong. But I kind of feel like. In this new consciousness, we've kind of gone above that. Like there's more than that now and we're very aware of it. That there are other levels and there are other places in which we live and things in which we do that need to be addressed at more than just an energetic level because we understand that our generational line really influences us and our, you know, our karma to an extent, you know, influences us and the karma of others really influences us, okay? And so I think that just generally there has been a bit of a, you know, in the last 100 years when we have really become very, I want to say scientific, but it's not exactly the word because, you know, you got to remember, you know, three or 400 years ago, religion was the guiding force for all. God, religion, okay? Um, there wasn't science to the level there is now. There wasn't technology to the level there is now. And it's not a bad or good thing. It's just a difference. It's just an evolution, right? And so we're really in a period of time where there's kind of been not a forgetting, but a misremembering where we kind of don't understand that things have more of an impact than just on a physical or, you know, emotional level. There are, there's depth here. And I think that with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and with many other peoples throughout the world, it doesn't matter, Indigenous Australians, Indigenous Americans, you know, just a lot of different groups. There has been a sense of intergenerational trauma that we've overlooked and just tried to move forward from without making amends for and taking responsibility for. And that has been a really big lesson, taking responsibility, being accountable, okay? This was actually a lesson that I learned when I was, I reckon, about 16 because I went into, I reckon I would have been 17 actually, which was, feels like forever ago but it was only like six years ago um but when I was 17 I went into a healer's um I did a healing session with someone and she was a really good healer she was kind of a kinesiologist reiki person but she also I always thought that her power was in the fact that she could really look at you and tell you exactly what your issue is it's very empowering to be receiving knowledge sometimes from more than just yourself and um she was brilliant And I talked and talked and she said, do you notice how everything is someone else's fault? That you not refuse, but aren't even aware of the concept of responsibility. And she wrote it down for me, responsibility on a piece of paper and gave it to me. And she said, I'm giving it back to you. What are you going to take responsibility for? Okay. And that's why I'm not into victim blaming. It's not about that. It's about going, okay, someone did something to me. What part did I have in it? And how can I prevent that behavior prevent that atrocity, prevent what it is from 
like how can I take responsibility for that and work with it so that I can thrive okay because there have been a lot of people in this whole era this whole kind of time that have been in survival mode because their ancestors were in survival mode and this doesn't just go to um, African-Americans or you know indigenous Australians this goes to every culture it really does it goes to a lot of cultures I can personally see it a lot in my family you know I was actually just talking about this today um, that my family were so well, my mother's side of the family were so poor you know they came from a village where their next meal was never guaranteed it wasn't you know life wasn't guaranteed cold winters hot summers like it just life wasn't guaranteed life wasn't a careless gift it was a game of survival you know and that is probably minute in comparison to what other cultures have been through but there is a sense of generational lack and generational fear and I have to survive I have to survive and we've kind of we've kind of realized that a lot of us are on survival survival mode or in survival mode but we haven't realized how deep it was that this isn't just a result of us this was a this is a result of generations past this is a result of so much that's gone into our dna and affected us and now we're in a period of time where mainly whiteness and what you know needs to take responsibility for the the choice and the part it had to play in regards specifically to the black lives matter movement And there is a sense here where we're all just really trying to help each other. Okay. We need to try and help each other. We need to take responsibility. We need to make amends. There needs to be some sort of back pay. I don't know. It's, it's a really very complex and very interesting issue. It's, it's something that's really sitting there and I just really want to remind people generally. Okay. Were your ancestors in survival mode? Are you still in survival mode? Okay. How can you, what can you do with that? Okay. What can you do with that? How are you going to move into thrival mode? I'm going to make that up right now. I know that's not a real word, but it's fine. You know, how are you going to take responsibility, not just for yourself, but what, for what you've participated in? Because the truth is we all participate in whiteness. We do. (laughs) We, we don't challenge it (laughs) as much as we should. There is... Also, do you know what really, I don't know if this is just an Australian thing, but I see this a lot in Australia um, because what happened with our Indigenous people is absolutely horrific and it makes me cry to think about it because it's just so painful. But obviously they came and they colonised Australia and it was really horrific. The convicts, um, we obviously are a convicts-like country. They came from convicts. I can't say my ancestors were around because all of my grandparents came in the 50s, all immigrated from Europe. Um, but regardless, it doesn't matter. There's still whiteness. We're talking about whiteness here. Um, but then obviously we didn't really make amends for that at all. The Australian government, not at all. Um, there was an apology a couple of years ago, but I think it's pretty meaningless to, uh, to give an apology if you don't back it up with any real action. Personally, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Again, all of this is my opinion. Um, but then actually, Not even 50 years ago, we had what we call the stolen generation, which was when, and if you don't know this, well, welcome to your history lesson of Australian history, but um, white government officials, government, the people that you're meant to 
are meant to protect you. And I think it's a bit of a white thing that we take for granted, the fact that we expect the government and the police to protect us because the truth is they don't protect everyone. Um, they actually would go in and steal Indigenous children. And I don't specifically I, – look, I'm not 100% – certain but what I was always taught and I don't know if what I was taught at school is true I've never thought it was actually all true but um it was essentially that they took children that were half white or had um white blood so the mother had been an indigenous person their father had been an uh, I don't want to say Australian but a white person and then they used to take the children and put them into kind of convents to train them to essentially be servants and domestic servants right now this sounds really antiquated but this only happened like 40 years ago it stopped happening in the 90s okay people say the 80s but i actually reckon it was still happening under the table in the 90s that's only 1990 is only 30 years ago this is, it is horrific. And I say it is because it's still present. Those children are still alive. They have been, they were taken from their families. They were taken from everything that they ever knew. And that's plainly horrific, right? Um, so in Australia, what we did was there was an apology, Kevin Rudd, Kevin 07, as we call him, because, you know, Australians nickname everything. ScoMo is our current prime minister, Scott Morrison. But we, call, we used to call Kevin Rudd, Kevin 07. Um, what he did is he did um, apologize to the indigenous people. And I don't know, you'd have to ask an indigenous person. Obviously, I don't have that experience. I remember it. I was in year six. I remember we watched it on TV at school. So it was a very, it was considered a very historical moment. I don't know if it's um, something that went a long way to do healing. Again, I can't answer that. It's not my experience. I'm not an indigenous Australian. Um, but it definitely it was something that was asked for so I don't know um but regardless of all of that just to go into all of that but essentially kind of what I think white people because after this there's this kind of um belief within whiteness in Australia white Australians that um the indigenous people should be grateful okay it's not said but i feel it and i've always felt it and i think it's absolutely nonsense and just horrific and i think that thankfully most of our youth are really kind of aware of the belief and don't share in it but i do think that it kind of has been there through generations and i think that's something i don't know just using my voice that we actually need to address okay that it's, there's almost like this underlying thing that they should be grateful because we we give them things, even though I don't see us giving them much, but that's just my opinion. Um, but it's, it's, it's really interesting kind of what we take from things. And I think that's why whether you're Australian, English, American, we all need to sit down and kind of dismantle and unpack, uh, unpacked, unpack kind of the emotions, the thoughts that we put into something because you're spiritual. If you're here, you're spiritual. And you have to understand and believe that there's something to thoughts. There is something to words. There is something to intention. Okay. Because there is, there's something to it. Sorry if you heard that little ding. It was my emails. Normally I turn them off, but I'm actually had to come to my dad's because I couldn't record anywhere else and he's out of town. Um, but it just is really interesting to me that we're kind of in this period where we're really being asked to dismantle the 
what we give to something, okay? The voice that we give to something, the the thoughts that we give to something because the truth is that your reality is not the only reality out there, okay? We all live in kind of a big mishmash of everyone else's realities because, I mean, it's as simple as when you talk to your boyfriend and you say, I'm fine, which <laughs> means, if any men listening, means she is not fine, to him saying, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm glad you're fine to you being furious, okay? We all live in a mishmash of everyone else's realities. We, we There's no one singular reality. There is an interpretation of many different, you know, realities. And I think it's just really important to kind of dismantle the reality that we give to someone, okay? The reality that we give to someone, what I give to you, what, what I decide that you're feeling, okay? And to kind of stop presuming as well, stop presuming. Um, yeah, that was just that's just my two cents here. But it's a very kind of int- it's it's a very important thing. It's something that really needs to be looked into. And I'm not going to lie, I'm totally nervous about uploading this because this is very I have a lot of opinions as I said. Like I it, again, my background, if you don't know my background, I actually wanted to be um a human rights lawyer my whole life. Like from when I was about 6, well, apart from wanting to be a singer and actress, let's be honest, I wanted to be a human rights lawyer. It was like always my thing because when I was a little kid, the only way I could see myself having it having an impact was to be able to impact legislation. And I knew that I couldn't go through go through life without having an impact on someone that made their life better. That was just as a light worker, as a sensitive, that was beyond my realm of thought, not to be able to have an impact on people. And so it's kind of interesting when we're in this time that is essentially all about people speaking out. I didn't want to speak out, okay, because I wanted to listen and I wanted to hear and I didn't want to give my white voice because I am, I'm white, I can't, you know, I may be ethnic because there's a bit of a thing in Australia here. There's like ethnic people who don't quite feel white because our ancestors were not allowed in during the white Australia policy, but we are still white, Um it's just, it's a weird little <clears throat> hiccup. I don't know. There's something there because there was um, racism that occurred towards um, ethnic Australians, whether that be Greek, Italian, um, Lebanese, all of all of them. Uh, there was a lot of that, but it's not quite the same. Um, but I think sometimes people will put it in the same category, which I don't believe it should be because we are white and we do benefit off white privilege because <laughs> we are Caucasian. Um but it is really interesting to just kind of see how this all goes down. And also to finally, as I said, I, I sorry, I go around in circles. It's a bit rambly. It's fine. <laughs> no spiritual perfectionism here, which I might go into in a minute. We'll see. Um, but it is like very scary to sometimes raise your voice because you don't want to hurt anyone. It's, it's as simple as not wanting to hurt anyone. I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to, I don't want to invalidate someone with my opinion. And that's why my opinion is merely to sit, to listen, to be, to hear and to take responsibility where I can, because I may not have started whiteness, but I sure as hell have benefited off it. Like I, I, this whole couple of weeks has really made me think about things that I've never thought about. Like the fact that my friends and I used to get like stone cold drunk when we were 18 and walk around on the streets and there used to be police officers everywhere and we were never bothered. And now I think, if that had been an Indigenous Australian, that would have been a different experience. It really would have been. would have been a very, very different experience for them, you know. And that's horrific. That under that undermines equality that we kind of 
think in our white heads that we have we don't and it, it's just been it's a very very interesting two weeks where my scorpio my deep scorpio moon brain and my sagittarius you know sagittarius is of the philosophers has just been like oh let's let's get into this let's unpack this let's dismantle this what are you going to do about this mary louisa where are you going to let this enlighten you because the truth is that we have an opportunity for every experience to enlighten us okay so don't disregard things if they question what you know to be true, maybe you need that. Spirit doesn't do things lightly, okay? So yeah, it's it's just a it's a very kind of interesting thing. It's a very important thing. It's needed to come up for a while, and I've been wondering when it would since I was about fifteen. Um, just obviously, there was the first Black Lives Matter movement, but I think this one's a lot bigger, thankfully. And I just kind of think that it's really naive to think that just because your life's okay everyone's is and this has been a really important and monumental shift that we've needed to happen none of this love and light nonsense okay the truth of spirituality is sometimes you have to bring up the ugly to heal okay that is what all this is this is healing this is change this is shifts this is growth as humans we need to evolve because there are people who are feeling excluded who are feeling like they're not protected who are feeling unsafe and that's horrific that's horrific and so we need to bring these things we need to let people express their anger in whatever way they need to because it's better to express it than to keep it locked in let me tell you we need to let them express themselves we need to hear them when they do and we need to not judge their reaction if people are angry i hear a lot about rioters and looters i'm not saying that personally i think that's a lot to do with the media kind of um saying a lot but even, but even if they do why is why what is it in us to judge someone else's reaction okay what is it in us now that's not me condoning violence that's me just saying people don't do things like that unless they're really absolutely fed up tired frustrated and terrified Okay, And that's something to remember because I really encourage you from every angle to always come at something with compassion. Always. You know, that is the core of spirituality, empathy and compassion. And empathy is not something where, oh, I feel so drained because I went to a supermarket. It's where I feel your pain. I don't know how it got there, but I'm sorry and I'm here to help. That is empathy. Okay. And I also think it's really interesting at the moment that you know, one of the big things that I see is whiteness, which is patriarchal in nature, let's be honest. Um, it's really being humbled, okay? Because the submissiveness and, you know, the submission more accurately of all of this stuff and the way that we've all kept it at bay to keep peace just kind of, which is was not real peace for everyone, has been humbled and has been brought to its knees and that's really important, okay? I will say that this is been a really interesting <laughs> episode for me to listen to with my persecution fear and I want to go a little bit into that and also spiritual perfectionism because I think that's kind of what we're all expecting to come out of this sort of movement um you know it's kind of something where you have to go okay we need to make people feel safer we need to take action there needs to be an awareness of the privilege of white skin and there needs to be shifts that occur to rectify the fact that there's no privilege or there's no sense of security and safety if you have darker skin that is not white um in any regard but i also think 
I don't know, spiritual perfectionism has been coming up a, a lot for me. And I think it has to do with people like trying to say, well, this is a perfect reaction and this is how you should react. And it's like, mm, but no, because emotions are something that can't be perfect because they're not. Emotions are usually messy. And that's actually a lot of the time when I connect with beings that do not reside on earth or they say they don't (laughs) we don't know um but whenever i channel and work with beings above humanity or beings that are not human i often get told you know to detach from my emotions because my emotions make my thoughts messy they 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 detract from soul and that's why when you can't hear your intuition it's because your emotions are in the way because you're so invested and desperate for an answer and that's not a bad thing it's just what it is you know it's just what it is um but it's just really important at this time to remember there is no perfect answer. There's no no guarantee. Like there's nothing right. No, there's nothing wrong you can do and there's nothing right you can do. You can just do. Okay. So don't kind of be holding yourself to a standard, whether that be in this time or in this energy. Because whatever you want to say, this energy is a lot. Okay. It's important. I'm really supportive of the growth that it's causing and the shadows that it's bringing out because this is something, again, that we have needed to address for a very long time because safety should be, and it's not, a base for every human. And I also want to kind of say that there are, thank there are other voices that are still to be heard, okay, because there are other people who are still not feeling safe. And they don't have a voice yet. And that's really important to remember as well, that not everyone who's speaking has a voice. Does that make sense? Like in a weird way, that there are people who are still voiceless in the inequality that they're sensing and feeling and receiving. But regardless, let's not go down that tangent or else we'll be here forever. You know, to re- just to remember that there is no perfect example of how you can act and how you can be you can only do the best that you can in the moment and take responsibility if you don't do something that again equals the intention that you had behind it makes sense (laughs) this energy is you know a lot and it's very confronting to a lot of us but I really encourage you to sometimes allow yourself to be a bit uncomfortable okay because comfort does not breed growth discomfort does okay and I think that's sometimes what we forget we always rush to make ourselves feel better you know we rush to make ourselves feel good and the truth is sometimes you gotta be in a weird situation to grow not sometimes most of the time but I think there are definitely limits abuse is not one of them um abuse is one of them sorry you don't want to stay there and do that sort of thing and in order to grow but sometimes when someone challenges you when someone shows you a new perspective You don't need to run the other way. You need to listen. And maybe you listen and don't agree. That's fine. You're you're entitled to that. But it is important sometimes to allow yourself to be in uncomfortable positions. And that's something that I feel that we've kind of forgotten. So, yeah, there's just whatever you want to say, no matter how important this energy, because it is, it's important. It's needed to come up. We needed to do this. This was a big issue that everyone was kind of ignoring, whether that be in whatever part of the world that you're in. This was an issue. It needed to come up. The shadows needed to come up. We need to clear them. And it's really interesting because I'm actually uh, recording this on the Cancer Solar Eclipse. Okay, so that's today, Australia time at 4.40. So we're only at 10.45 a.m. So there's there's still some time to go, but it has been important to bring this up and to bring much more up. There will be other things that come up this year that will shock and that will 
kind of send you into fear but it's it's really important sometimes again to you know be a bit uncomfortable in order to grow in it in order to help and hear people who need it okay do you think that sometimes I don't want to close my ears because I have um, specific areas where I really want to um, where I kind of invest in terms of social justice I have specific um, places that I want to invest and want to yeah but it's very upsetting sometimes to hear what you have to hear in order to help but it's important because it's someone's story and I'm sure that you would you don't want to go unheard so don't go not hearing people okay so regardless of the importance of this energy it is quite heavy it is quite fearful it is quite sad it is quite angry rightfully so um so it's really important at the moment to stay very grounded that is something that spirit this whole episode has kind of been channeled by the way just a bit rambly channel vibe um but it's really important to stay very grounded whether that's me for me that's been bike rides because i just bought a new bike which was really nice um for other people that's walking in the park for other people that's grounding meditations but it's really important to stay grounded okay because doing that work with your base chakra puts you in a position where you can hear and listen without being without making it a stressful experience because even though it will be a stressful experience sometimes it's better to go okay i'm not making this about my stress and my fear and my sadness for you i'm listening to yours okay that's a really important thing the other thing that i am kind of hearing a lot is to remember and this is i don't know specifically i'm hearing this is from the pleiadians talking to me right now is to remember that this is a great awakening okay this this serves a purpose don't look at this and think oh this is just terrible and destructive no 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 this serves a great purpose okay this awakens us this makes us look at our own behavior especially as white people within this the within the framework of whiteness it really makes us look at ourselves and it also really makes us go okay wow there's a lot more going on here than i thought i need to i need to do something i need to be here i need to listen this is a great awakening okay the great awakening doesn't come in one big shot it comes in waves okay it comes in waves okay so stay really grounded concentrate on grounding that can even be eating grounding vegetables potatoes a good one sweet potato anything that comes from the earth carrot um there's a lot of other t- ways to um, ground. My personal favorite would definitely be walking in the park. And um, there's nothing that feels like being in nature. But I do know that not everyone can and have has access to that, especially during this pandemic, which has been another great awakening. Because remember, even if something is nothing, it's still an opportunity for you to evolve. Um, but definitely, if you cannot do that, go on Insight Timer, find a grounding meditation, to be very grounded in your approach to things okay is this is this helpful you know am i am i doing like being grounded in your approach to things being grounded in your thoughts being okay with the way that things are okay it's a mindset not everyone's good at being grounded myself included but it's important to just remind yourself to be grounded at this time okay in not just your thoughts and not just your like responses as like imagining that tree rope going to the ground but also just in your responses and just in okay taking a breath and going okay i'm grounded what's best here what's best for me what's best for another person what's best for the collective okay all right well i hope you've enjoyed this big long ramble i am now going to go into nature i'm going to do a bit of a puzzle maybe my friends here so it's a bit interesting to have to record while she's here um hiding in my room i hope that you have 
a wonderful day wherever you are feel free to message me remember you can always book a reading with me just go to the link in my bio on instagram or maybe even the link that i have below this podcast thank you so so much for listening i'll speak to you guys again soon and remember i love you (laughs) bye